and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. My name is John Maloney, and as always, I'm here with my number one pod brother, Alexander Holland. This is episode number 111. That's right, it's the very first episode where three digits of the same (laughs) digit line up. I don't know what the significance of that is. We've been waiting so long. Yeah. When we started this podcast, I said, fuck, I can't wait until we get that three digits of triple the same one. digit. Mm. What happens if I dial triple one? Anything? That would be an obvious number for something. Yeah. That would be, you know what, the, you know what is, is always scary, John, is I can never remember what the German one is. And I often find oh. myself, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a situation where maybe somebody trips and falls in front of me and they're fine, but a, yeah. but a part of me goes... Fuck, I don't know the emergency number. Mm. I know it in yeah. Australia. Tell everyone what it is in Australia, John. It's triple O, although because of the rampant Americanization of this country, if you dial 911, <laughs> it'll just put you through to triple O. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's the case here as well. Maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because everyone's very familiar with that. Um, I remember watching, I think it was called Rescue 911 or something. It was a... yeah. A fun show that I used to watch as a kid in Canada. So the nine one one is definitely more front of mind than triple uh, O. But uh, yeah, that's the number. If you're ever here and you need police, fire, or ambulance, <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is for all those people who are considering. If, guys, if you're considering a holiday to Australia, a little bit of a public service announcement: <laughs> you can reach police, fire, or ambulance. <laughs> By dialing triple zero in all regions of Australia. <laughs> if you're in the outback, you might need to take advantage of the famous Royal Flying Doctors Service. Uh, yeah, which is exciting. I think it's I think it's a draw card. One of the things that people who come to this country to travel around the outback look forward to is being able to travel in an old, old-timey old propeller plane when they've broken their leg <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and also anybody thinking of visiting Australia, be sure to not bring any fruit or vegetables with you or you can be imprisoned for up to 15 years <laughs> in Australia. That's true. We take we take fruit and vegetable import, import very seriously. Yeah. Anyone who flies in... <laughs> You'll get about a three and a half hour seminar about the dangers of fly infestations of yeah, various foreign fly. flies. Do you want me to give you a, a prompt or do you have a prompt for me? I'm going to leave this in, by the way. I'm going to leave the bit in where I say, yeah, let's see. Let's, do you have a prompt? Let's show them how the sausage is made. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a do prompt? You have a little, yeah, do you have like a fun intro prompt? I've got a fun intro prompt. So yeah, but you I'll, might have one too. Well, I've got a, not so much a prompt. I mean, I've got a couple of fun little bits which we could, which I could jump right into. One of them is just hours old. Oh yeah, please, fresh. <clears throat> it's one of those things where you kind of are thinking, yeah, I've got a couple of schplags in the hamper, but um, then you're kind of your brain is attuned to new DPTM stories. 
and one that occurred to me when I was in a WhatsApp chat with some people this morning um, was this. One of them brought up a message, a tweet, and I'll just I'll just bring it up. And it, and the and the tweet is from uh, Dalton Greston, who who goes by the handle Infinite Poo, which I quite like. Um, he said. <laughs> said perhaps the greatest thing we ever he's a, he's a he's a high court judge yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right perhaps the greatest thing we ever accomplished as millennials was in the 90s when we spread a rumor throughout every elementary school in the world without the use of internet or social media that Marilyn Manson had ribs removed so he could suck his own dick and yeah. and uh and I was in this WhatsApp group with people who had some of whom like me had grown up in Australia for the most part, or at least by the time this rumor was circulating, we're in Australia. So there was another guy, shout out to Harley, um, shout out to Brett. They were, they were growing up in, uh, in Adelaide, but Harley's partner, Samian was growing up in Hong Kong and Brett's husband, Peter was growing up in Zimbabwe and everyone mm-hmm. had come across this rumor at around the same time that Marilyn Manson had had a rib removed so that he could auto fillet, and uh, and I just kind of thought, I mean, it brought brought to mind other similarly prolific childhood rumors because there's certain things that you think, okay, this is maybe just a bit of misinformation that adults are propagating because it's like it's got it's got the ring of truth to it or whatever. Like this idea I mentioned on I mentioned briefly, and this came from Harley. Uh, and his sister Brett, both great friends of mine, both DPTMers. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this thing where, um, you know, the 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 rumors like you know the Big Mac has to be sold with a pickle so that it didn't get classified as a confection. Yeah, obviously rubbish, but it just kind of caught on as this thing. But you can imagine that would catch on because adults were saying it to each other. But then there were things like this, which is so puerile that they uh, seem to have been the exclusive province of children and yet somehow they're spreading around the world. I mean, what's going on? Like pre-social media, is there like a kid who goes on exchange to Hong Kong and then tells everyone the the Marilyn Manson story? Yeah. So Harley's partner grew up where? She grew up, uh, I think at this stage, she said she... She grew up in a couple of places, but she, at this stage, was living in Hong Kong, going to school in Hong Kong, and she learnt it there. Peter was going to school in Zimbabwe and was aware of it there. And wow, not only that, but there's a kind of strange um, consistency to the sort of tropes that crop up. I read an article following this conversation, which was just about celebrity rib rumours. So it was like, <laughs> basically... <laughs> It was a combination of like stories about people because before Marilyn Manson, apparently there was a similar rumor about Prince That's having, right. having yeah. a rib removed to autofillate. And then there was a rumor about, you know, like various uh, actresses, I think even going back to people like Jane Fonda rem- removing their ribs so that they could look slighter or skinnier. Oh. Um, and none of it is true or makes a lot of sense, but it's just something about 
rib removal just strikes people's brains as instantly credible. <laughs> and then there was all these rumors about stomach pumping. That was another trope that kept going up. Oh, like, oh I, yeah. I had, I had, I heard this awful thing, which I'm not even sure I can speak openly about on the podcast, but it's, this is probably 32 years old because uh, I was yeah. living in Canada when I heard it and it concerned the lead singer of New Kids on the Block uh, having to have his stomach pumped because it yeah. was full of ejaculate. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that doesn't even make sense. I mean, I didn't really uh, understand what, I wasn't in a position to know what made sense at that stage in my life, but uh, on that front, but, um, but it was wildly implausible. And yet I think I heard a similar permutation of it about somebody else when I was in Perth like a long way from Toronto. I mean, how are these things getting around? Yeah. Back Except for then, me, I was doing point. my best to spread them around, I guess. That probably helped. <laughs> you, and you were quite intercontinental. You'd yeah. Pop, you'd pop. I, was. <laughs> I went from Melbourne you'd to hit. Toronto to Perth and just single-handedly seeded various <laughs> sperm, <laughs> sperm rumours. <laughs> hit the tarmac with a, with a box full of flyers. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hire an aeroplane and then fly <laughs> over a city, <laughs> flyer bombing yeah, the cities with various celebrity just, urban legends. Going, did Vanilla Ice have his stomach <laughs> pumped? Um, <laughs> yeah. So That's, I don't know. That, I'd love to hear from DPTM as if they've got other ones, particularly if you didn't go to school in Australia, but even if you did. Um, well, do you know the other one about Marilyn Manson was a common target for the old urban legend? Do you know the second? Mm. So it's funny because what you've said there, if mm -hmm. you'd said rib removed, I would have instantly said <laughs> Prince. Yeah, okay. Right. But if you'd said Marilyn Manson, and I know there's DPTMers out there saying that they're turning to their partners and they're saying, I know exactly what he's about to say, the... The most famous one about Marilyn Manson is that he was the act child actor who played Paul Pfeiffer on <laughs> The Wonder Years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can see why that so caught on. Yeah, so you you had Fred Savage who played mm. the lead in The Wonder Years and his best friend was the nerdy Paul Pfeiffer. Mm. And everybody said, that's Marilyn Manson and he grew up to be Marilyn Manson and it's a total urban legend. Yeah. But, uh, you know, probably persists to this day because it's just fun to tell, you know, mm. people love that kind of... And also it works with Marilyn Manson because he was so caked in makeup. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to see... What he actually looks like, because I'm True. sure that if he just look, if he looked like a normal dude, we just go. It doesn't look anything like the guy who played like Paul, Paul Pfeiffer for Wonder Years. And then if you play, if you played like lyrics from Marilyn Manson's "Beautiful People" backwards, it it was the <laughs> it was the lines of dialogue from the Wonder Years, <laughs> or it was "Little Help from My Friends" by Joe Cocker. <laughs> With little bits of dialogue from Daniel Stern doing narration <laughs> under the yeah, that's <laughs> right. It. Oh, that's one Man, of the best. Manson didn't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't see it, and neither did I. <laughs> me and my father. So good. <laughs> that's funny because I actually have on my 
list of potential splags that I've had for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. You've kind of preempted it here. I was actually going to oh. spit this out to you and then say, and then say to you, what do you think of that story? But you've yeah. kind of preempted the urban myth, and you may have known that this was an urban myth, John. But mm-hmm. I'll just quickly recount a story that happened to me very recently when I was on holiday with some friends. Mm-hmm. I'm on holiday with some friends. There are five of us sat at a bar. Everybody's talking about Tinder. People are talking about dating stories. Mm-hmm. Stop just give me a little just give me a little signal if any of this starts ringing any bells. Not Otherwise so far. I'll, I'll Okay, so in terms of something that's reminding me of an urban myth. Correct. So right. people are telling Tinder stories. Yeah. And then a friend of mine pipes up and says, man, have I got a Tinder story for you. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? It happened. Who did this happen to? It friend happened of a friend. To my, bo- to my boyfriend's friend's friend. Yeah, right. Convenient amount of distance from yeah. the victim. Yeah. Story goes like this. Girl meets a guy for the first time. She meets him on Tinder, the uh-huh. online mobile phone dating app. She meets the guy. Let's this, go on a date. It's going to involve a morgue. No morgues. No okay, morgues. sorry. This is she that's goes. A myth. <clears throat> she goes on a date with this guy, and he says, "I think. I mean, there's so many permutations of this story, but yeah. um, on this the, on this one that my friend is telling, she for a first date, she maybe meets the guy." at his house. Yep. Or actually let's just let's say they go out for a drink and the date goes well and they decide to spend time together after the date at the guy's house. Um yep. so they, they they go out for a drink. They go back <clears throat> that, to That in itself sounds like an urban myth to me, but that's just a refle- <laughs> reflection of my dating history. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go back to the guy. They go back to the guy's house. Yeah, and suddenly the girl starts feeling nauseous, unwell. She's or she starts feeling like she's got stomach problems. She basically feels like she is going to have a bowel movement very suddenly. Looks like diarrhea. Looks yeah, like okay. right. Yeah. She runs to the bath. She runs to the bathroom, and like I think in this version of the story. She has, you know, bad diarrhea yeah. in the bathroom. Okay. Toilet won't toilet won't flush. <laughs> She's freaking out. Yeah. She she uh she's very embarrassed. She comes out of the bathroom and she just has to say to the guy, look, this has happened. That's where we're at. And the guy yeah. is very understanding and he says, No problem at all. Uh, you know. We're all human, happens to the best of us. He, he, mm. he. Just mm. like wait here for a second, I'll sort it out. Goes into he goes into the bathroom. He's taking too long. She's like, What's I'll just go and make sure everything's fine. <laughs> she goes into the bath, she goes into the bathroom to find yeah. him. And he is, and there's various permutations of this in the story. He yeah. is either like eating the shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or he's kind of He's sniffing it or he's basically 
involved in coprophilia, yeah. which is a kind of sexual fetish around feces. Yeah. And it becomes obvious to the woman that he has slipped her a laxative during the date. He mm. had rigged the toilet not to flush. He knew uh. exactly what was going on. Yeah. And then that's kind of where the story ends. Maybe she runs out and calls the police. Yeah, something okay. Like this. Uh, but here's the thing. This is 2023. Mm. Uh, my friend tells the story. The three other people at the, at the table, mm. there's five of us, mm. friend tells a story. The three other people at the, at the table all go, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, that's crazy. What a crazy story. Uh, and they will, of course, then. Yeah. Everybody's like, man, wow, what a story. Yeah. Nobody questions it because all my friends are a bunch of fucking morons. And then. <laughs> just becomes, just as like a chain letter, it just gets, goes on and on and on. And then my friends are going to go off into the world mm. and tell that story. Or they would have. Yeah. Except one of their friends is yeah. a bit of, bit of a, a self-righteous. <laughs> bit of a naysayer. A little bit yeah. of a no, of a no fun naysayer. I just and like to imagine that you've kind of wandered off to get a drink, and then just at that point, you spin your chair around and go, "I'm going to stop you there." <laughs> I'm gonna, well, the thing is, I let the story finish. Yeah, and actually, after I did this, I kind of did. I kind of did regret telling them. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, guys, I'm gonna. You know, great story. Look, that was a great story. Ah. Uh, how many how many friends of friends of friends did you, far away did you say this happened? And no alarm bells? No alarm <laughs> bells, anyone? I said. <laughs> so I, of course, I said, look, guys, I'm real sorry to, to ruin everybody's holiday. But that is a total urban myth that I have heard in various forms yeah. for the last... Five years. Yeah, okay. And they're like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? What a great story. This <laughs> happened to a friend of a friend of mine. I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah. And I'm like. Ring him up. And then, Let's ring him up. And, have, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what are we doing? It's it's 2023 and I'm mm. a prick. So I bring out the old mobile. <laughs> I, bring, <laughs> I bring out the old. I bring out the old poison rectangle. Yeah. The my little Google Pixel 6A. Yeah. I go, hey Google, tell me about the Tinder poop date <laughs> coprophilia urban myth. <laughs> and bing it and bing it a bang bong. Bing. 765 trillion results. <laughs> and and they're all I was crowned, word for word, your friends. I was crowned smartest guy in all of the holiday. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> was happy that I had saved them the embarrassment of passing the story on sure. any further. So I first heard that story. I overheard that about five years ago. I reckon I was in London and mm-hmm. I reckon I was sat next to a group of girls mm. and I overheard the whole story. And, in, and it was... It was extremely similar. It was it was it was like go, go, girl goes on a Tinder date with a guy, yeah, uh, and it was basically exactly the same as my friend had told it in yeah. that. And I remember th- I remember even thinking then I was like, mm. man, that is a pretty wacky story. Yeah, it doesn't really sound it doesn't really sound true. And then and then uh, a couple of years ago, I was 
uh, I got a new housemate. She was Venezuelan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'd heard it in Venezuela, but she told me the exact same urban myth wow. and it happened to a friend. But I think because I was t- I was talking to her about like oh horror Tinder dates or maybe it- it's a- it's funny because it's the type of story that will tend to come up yeah. when people are talking about Tinder horror stories or Tinder safety for women. Yeah, so sure. Maybe like maybe she maybe my Venezuelan friend was telling me oh, I've been on a few weird Tinder dates. But yeah. let me tell you about the fucking weirdest, creepiest, most unsafe Tinder date that ever happened to this friend of a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then I'd I mean I'd I'd looked it up on the internet a few times after that. And then mm. sure enough, even with the internet, five years later. Mm. Uh, I'm 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 on holiday with my friends, and it's coming up again. Mm. Amazing, and isn't it? And yeah, so you'd not heard that? No, I don't think I had heard that. So, uh, so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, John. Had I have told you, had mm. I have told you that story now, and I just said, John, this happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah. Then you're gonna tell somebody at the barbecue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nobody. And this is the thing. It's always this level of remove because nobody thinks about how many links there actually are in the story before you get to the person to whom this is meant to have actually happened. It's always, always, yeah, it's always, it's always a always red flag. Friend, friend of a friend or friend, friend, friend. And then, uh, and yeah, there's no sign of the actual person or nobody knows anything about them. But uh, yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? And I wonder, I mean, in one sense, <clears throat> when you compare this to a, a rumor that of a similar kind that would have circulated pre-internet, the internet at least provides you with some way of saying maybe this is, you know, maybe there's a bit of noise about this being an urban myth that's been picked up on Google. Whereas in back in the day, you'd just be like, well, how would I even verify this story? Like, yeah. you know, there's always some reason why you wouldn't know about it. And you don't really, you know, like if, unless you're kind of, um, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Go down to the library and look at, 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 at previous <laughs> editions, what's the urban myth section? Yeah, we'll the urban myth previous section. editions of the of the local paper to see if there's anything in there about the guy from New Kids on the Block uh, getting his stomach pumped. But uh, but um, but it's yeah, it's it's much easier to nip things in the bud, and yet obviously that's there's much more capacity online for things to become sort of supercharged urban myths. So it sort of cuts both ways, I guess. But, I, I'd heard a similar thing, which is apparently um, apparently kind of age old as well, about someone who has a one night stand and then goes to the doctor because they've got a venereal problem, and the doctor's okay. like, you know, this is a disease that you could only have gotten from uh, a uh, dead person, yeah, okay. etc. Yeah. So it's also, and I think these are this is all kink shaming. <laughs> I mean, for one thing. If this guy, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so just explain to people what what will have if in case people haven't connected the dots there. Yeah, what? So in that in that case, the person's partner or one off sexual partner at least will will be uh, will have been with a with a corpse making love with a corpse, <laughs> uh, and uh, and and or perhaps they've caught it off somebody else who was making love with a corpse. But the insinuation is. They went on a one night stand with somebody who seemed very charming, but was actually a necrophiliac or worse. Mm. But uh, um, yeah, so it's a good little, it's a good little spooky story. 
um, that obviously, yeah, plants itself in people's brains and has spread around for, I think that one's probably been around for longer than online dating even, but um, there we are. Urban myths, they work so well because it's essentially a ready-made compelling narrative that mm. you can bust out mm. around around friends or business associates yeah. because you yourself might not really have stories structured in such a way, but you've had the story told to you in such a way that you know to say, okay, here's what happened. So here's, so basically two people go on a date, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then this thing happens and everybody's like, oh, okay, why did that happen? Oh, that's strange or yeah. whatever. And then it, then there's a reveal yeah. at the end. Yeah. There's a shocking reveal. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. There's a structure that's very appealing to people, obviously. It's like a three, it's a three, it's a classic three act, three act it, structure. It is actually Brilliant. a classic three act structure. Yeah, that's why. It's as old as time. But, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, then there's things like, and uh, some shout out to Simon, uh, who was also on this chat this morning, who was, who was talking about similar kind of general idea memes, like fact rather than event based or rather than narrative based, but they're kind of things like gum lasts seven years in the stomach. If you swallow your yeah. gum and it was always, it's always got this ring of specificity, like at seven years, sounds like somebody's done a study and it's, and then <laughs> all this thing, you know, you <sighs> You, over the course of your lifetime, you swallow eight spiders and then you think like in your sleep. And there are article, there are all these articles, including from reputable health sites saying, don't worry, you don't swallow spiders. Because then you think like, well, who, hang on, what are they doing? Like, are they tracking people's stomach contents and finding spiders in there? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, and then averaging out the number. Over a <laughs> over a massive longitudinal study, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of one of those accepted things. Like, yeah, you know, like that statistic about how many rats are within a few feet of you at any one time. It's kind of the same. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's just got a little bit of spiders in their stomach yeah. at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I just said to them, well, before I go to bed, I have to eat pickles to make sure that the spiders don't get classed as confectionery. Um, but, um, but, uh, yeah, there's other things which I, you know, when you kind of, this is perhaps another subject altogether, but there are other things that you, maybe you've heard them, then you've just never really, uh, heard them again, never really thought about them again. So you've never really had the opportunity to kind of consciously reject this piece of information as untrue. So it sort of still sits in your brain as if it is true. Like Simon said this morning, yeah, it's also a lie that you have to wait 30 minutes after you eat before you go swimming oh, yeah. or that you have to put your head back when you have a nosebleed. Like that doesn't really do anything because why would it? And uh, and I thought, yeah, I guess those things are bullshit. Although I always felt like I was flying a bit close to the w sailing a bit close to the wind when I was getting in the water less than 30 minutes after eating. But uh, yeah. Um, so there you Me go. Me too. Yeah. That the um the the Tinder the Tinder poo laxative dating story uh, just FYI mm. was was essentially debunked <coughs> debunked around the same time that it started to appear which was in hmm. two th so I looked it up in 2017 yeah a a journalist called 
Annie Lord, who now writes for Vogue as a, as a dating specialist, she wrote an article for a kind of online celebrity gossip news site called The, the Tab, and right. she wrote an article, and the headline is, apparently there is a guy on Tinder who likes to spike girls with laxatives, and then the little subheading is, my friend's brother's cousins told me about it. <laughs> and it goes, and she she went so far as to, so she had heard the rumor, and she felt like, there was a particularly she i think she thought okay well this this particular strain of the rumor that she was hearing was from this particular region of like let's say leeds mm. or something like that yeah so she basically she went to the effort to actually ring around police stations yeah, and okay. emergency rooms and mm. she and she, like there's and she she just came to the conclusion there's there's no there's no name attached yeah. to the story there's no individual who could be tracked down yeah. and then she also pointed out that the there that Twitter people were saying on like there were people posting on Twitter in 2017. Mm. Oh my God, my friend's brother's cousin told me this story, mm. and these were in New York, Glasgow, London. <laughs> they were popping up all over the wow. world. The exact yeah. same story. And so, yeah, so this journalist, Annie Lord, did a bit of digging and called around and she just said, yeah, this is completely made up. And even after, it's funny because even after she wrote this article, so Mm. all it would have taken Mm. was the most rudimentary Google search Mm. in 2007, December 2017. But then I found articles from 2018 Mm. of people just Just proliferating the same story and saying... Sometimes oh my it, god! Did you guys? You won't believe this <laughs> horror Tinder story. Yeah, like I've got here this article from the Tab, yeah, 2017. Apparently, yeah. there is a guy on Tinder who likes to spike girls with laxatives, mm. and then that's that's this journalist debunking the myth. And mm. then in in 2018, on Babe.net, this story <laughs> of a dude with a poop fetish will make you delete Tinder. <laughs> Wow. Back on top. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost when you hear these things, I think for me at least, there's almost something in my brain that goes, don't, because you've been, in, you've enjoyed this sort of story, but part of you knows it's a bit bullshitty and you almost don't want to look it up because that will spoil the, the mystique of this, of the tale. So I will mm. often kind of take a while to, to, um, verify these <laughs> things Google. partly because I just go, I don't really want to know. I don't want to hear that story again from that person and have to go, uh, I feel like I have to say something now because I know that's bullshit. But um, <laughs> but uh, also, if you are somebody who is out there and you're thinking, maybe I do want to start uh, spiking people with laxatives, I guess this is the perfect cover because <laughs> it's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. You're like, no. It's, as soon as somebody accuses you of that, you're like, well, that's... Look, here's this article that says that's bullshit. There are there are uh, there are two other poo related dating stories. One of which is true, and mm-hmm. one of which I assume is false. But again, was told to me. Funnily enough, on the on the same holiday wow. that the laxative story was told to me on, I was actually told a different poo relating date story on the flight to that holiday. So hmm. this is the other one, which I could only find, I had heard this before and I could only find 
the evidence of it being a voice, a video of a voice note that, or a voice <laughs> message that had been sent to someone, which makes me think that it's okay. not true. And it also just seems too good to be true. Yeah. And the story goes that a girl has to do a poo at the house of a guy who she's gone on a date with. Mm. And it's something like it doesn't flush. Mm. So she puts it in the litter box of his cat. That mm. is the litter box is in the bathroom as well. And then he goes to the toilet later and then he comes out and tells her, hey, my cat died a week ago. Oh, I see. So and, the, so the, uh, the jig is up. The jig is up. He mm. knows that. Also... I mean, the reason that story doesn't really make a lot of sense because typically the there's a considerable size difference between human excrement and cat <laughs> excrement. You'd think maybe he would think, my, even if my cat was alive, I don't think that he's done that. No. There's a, there's a story about George Clooney punking his housemate who is another actor who plays, I can't remember his name, but he plays like Larry David's cousin on Curb Your Enthusiasm. They used to live together. And uh, George apparently shat in the litter box. <laughs> and uh, what George Wait, was, is this? It's is true. this the same? Ur- is is this based on the same urban myth? Well, maybe it is. But I've heard George Clooney actually tell this story about himself, and he says that basically what he did was made me like him actually because it was quite a fucked up thing to do, which was a bit more interesting than I'd given him credit for. But um, he basically was taking all of the cat shit out of the box i think before his housemate would get a chance to clean it so his housemate thought that the cat was constipated and then, <laughs> and, then he was, and then he was giving it laxatives and george was doing the same thing just stealing the shit out of the litter box for ages but then one day just did a massive shit in the litter box so that his housemate <laughs> would think like the cat had finally uh done its business after being st- after being backed up for weeks. That um, is a great... I can see here, yeah, he has told that story. He mm. has confirmed the story. Mm. Uh, or Matt Damon has told a story. <laughs> As Matt Damon tells hilarious story of George Clooney pooping. Mm. Now, this one is real. So this is a Tinder poo story. Hashtag Poogate. Uh, also from 2017. 2017 was really... There was a lot of, lot of fecal-based dating stories yeah. going around on some of them from the me, webs some of them in our whatsapp chats yeah mm. so this was about a guy and some of our listeners will know this one this was about a guy who went on a tinder date with a girl i think they were both students in bristol in the uk the girl goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. who's in the toilet toilet won't flush mm-hmm. she's freaking out that classic moment we've all experienced what am I going to do? She decides to retrieve the poo from the toilet, wrap it in toilet paper and toss it out the window, <laughs> not realizing that there's kind of like a, a double glazing gap oh. between the two windows. Yeah. So it just kind of like a little no man's land. So instead of <laughs> flying out the window into the bushes, it just kind of plops down yeah. in the gap. Into like a little the- recess. Yeah. And wow. then- she goes to retrieve it. She's yeah. like, fucking hell, I'm going to have to get it out. 
and she's reaching down. She herself falls into the recess between <laughs> oh my God. the two window panes and is stuck. Yeah. And by that stage, she's so panicked that she just doesn't give a shit. So she calls out to the Tinder date. He comes in and she's trapped between the two panes of glass. And then oh he God. has to call the emergency services. And this one was real. Wow. Uh, and up. I might even just. Now they they get married? Uh, and now <laughs> I think. Uh, Did they stay together? Th- That's a good wedding story. <laughs> And that was Megan Merkel. <laughs> um, here, so I'm going to send this to and you. That little pooper grew up to be Megan Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you tell me. I'll just send, just send you this because yeah. you can have a little bit of a look at the article. The the headline reads: "Don't pity the woman who threw her poo out of the window on a date. She's you." And it's got a a strange, um, it looks like a kind of frosted bathroom window. Um, And there's a little cat, you know, soap caddy on one side. There's a towel hanging over it. But then in the window, you can see this kind of frosted (laughs) image of an upside down girl waving, uh, but looking very uncomfortably sort of squished in the, in the cavity between the two windows. And then, um, and then. I don't have a Telegraph subscription. Uh, oh no, so, I can't read this either. So just so I just looked Google at the BBC jo- article, which says yeah, okay, there more you go. sober title. It just says woman trapped in window <laughs> trying to retrieve poo after Tinder date. Uh, <laughs> just the facts. Um, a woman who threw a poo out of her date's toilet window because it quote would not flush had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to receive it. Retrieve it. Um, she was an amateur gymnast. I guess that probably helped. Uh, survived the ordeal um, and she threw the shit out the window became wedged between two non-opening windows I mean just leave it why wouldn't you just leave it okay. <laughs> nobody's gonna put two and two together he would, he'd know he'd maybe be he like, would yeah. yeah the story appeared on a crowdfunding page set up by the University of Bristol student What to what end He's getting his windows he claimed, replaced. He claimed that, yeah, he had to get the window replaced because oh. the fire department had to smash the windows or whatever to fr- to free her. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and it's got... It's got... Uh, it was into this twilight zone that my date had thrown her poo. That is a... Uh, <laughs> A narrow gap separated by another double glazed window. And he went to find a hammer to smash the window. Also, he must have, she must have fessed up when it got stuck, right? Um, we, so, it, so it got stuck. She's climbed in the window. Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, so she's basic. Because he would have said, why are you trapped in my... Well, no, in, before that, in the, she's, gap. He's, the way he tells it is, he, he went to find a hammer to smash the window, but she, in the meantime, decided to climb in and get it. Um, and became jammed. Oh, I see. So she fessed up and said, look, I've thrown it. I thought it would just get thrown away. Yeah. Now it's trapped. Yeah. And he's like, no worries. I'll just smash the window. And she goes, nah, I'm an amateur gymnast. Yeah. I got this. I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I've been training for my my, whole life. I've trained my whole life for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then 
he said that he'd seen her since and who knows what the future holds. We had a lot, we had a lovely night on the second date, but it's too early to say if she's the one, but we got in very well and she's a lovely girl. However, she did throw a poo into the cavity again. And now I'm starting to wonder if it's <laughs> deliberate. No, I added that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in episode number 111 of Don't Praise the Machine. And what a fantastic episode it's been. John, this is not so much a Gen Z lingo that I want you to use at barbecues, but I do think that you have a little bit of a potty mouth. I think (laughs) it's affecting you professionally. It's affecting Mm. your relationship with your family. (laughs) It's generally... (laughs) It's generally just lowering the classiness and tone of the Jay Maloney. And mm-hmm. So I got something that's I really want you to start doing, and that's to start using the replacement uh, expletives, shoot and fudge. Shoot <laughs> 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 fudge. Yeah, sure. I like so, I liked I like the idea of using fudge in a professional context. <laughs> I feel like shoots kind of not as weird, but um, I'm pretty sure I have said oh shoot, but um yeah. What about fudge? No, I don't think I've said that. I think I've said that since I was a kid, and I was trying not to swear in front of my parents. Oh fudge! Imagine that you're in. Co- I'm in court, and something goes amiss. My witness starts lying on the stand and I just go, oh, fudge. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just at barbecues, just going, and then, and then it it turned out that I had the wrong address and I was like, shoot, (laughs) oh, fudge. (laughs) This is fudging hell. Fudging Fudging hell, guys. Fudging hell. All right. People are going to be like, have you joined an evangelical church yeah, or that's something, right. John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might do that. And then when I want to use, when I want to drop a C-bomb, what do I do? Consign it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, yeah. <laughs> Consign it. What's a, what's a one syllable C, because I, I mean, shoot and fudge, they're the first two that came to mind. Yeah. I was thinking of shit, shit and fuck replacements. Mm. Uh, but what's, yeah, what's the cunt replacement? I mean, a lot of the other words for uh, like slang words for female genitalia are also not particularly church friendly, Co- are they? Coot. Yeah. You say. Cooter. You say, oh, muff. Oh, snatch. Um <laughs> <laughs> Vajangus, you should oh, say vajangus. that. Oh, Vajangus. Oh, Vajangus. Oh, Beaver. Um. <laughs> oh, big old Beaver. That'd be much worse. That'd be so <laughs> creepy if you said that at a, at a so, dinner party. So graphic. <laughs> so that's the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> We have no edit point. Do you want to say anything to everybody before we leave them? 
on our Urban Legend special. Yeah, I want to say to everyone, if you've got an Urban Legend that you either want to tell us about or maybe you've got one that you want to spread and you want to use this as yeah. a launch pad, uh, then you can just convey it to us as a true story and I'll accidentally tell it as a true story. I encourage that. Yeah, or like any of my sweet, sweet, dim-witted friends, if you want to call in and argue that that poop story is actually true, have at it. Absolutely have at it. And I'll be more than happy to send you 10,000 links that prove you wrong. Thanks, everybody. We're going to see you next week. Until present, my child.